This is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 117 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode a step back. Uh, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m., so you can go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can subscribe to the show on either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Uh, go there, search for the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. It's got a black uh, black background uh, with smoke. I enjoy it. Uh, you can leave comments, uh, stars, that kind of stuff, things you like. Um, or you can go to um, gwgpodfellows at gmail.com and write me an email directly. And you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So yeah, uh, the title of the episode is called A Step Back because I had an episode planned. It was going to be a follow-up to the Blizzard Activision um episode last week this is a um follow-up to the blizzard activision thing next week but there's so much about this story that keeps breaking over and over and over again there's so much information i couldn't condense it into one week and uh, i got some feedback from uh listeners and uh by the way really quick thing uh thanks to everybody that's listened uh you know i'm not a big podcaster but i got a couple more hits on the soundcloud information they have like a back end insights tab and someone i want to hope i'm saying this right from the huddersville uk area is listening to the podcast so thank you very much for that and apparently someone in tel aviv listened to the podcast i don't know if you're going to stick with it but thanks uh it means a lot i know it's not hundreds or thousands of you listens but you know everyone counts so thanks for giving me a shot uh i hope you continue to listen um and yeah write me a line and stuff like i said before in the intro but uh yeah there was a lot i got feedback from a friend of mine who listens to podcast uh we talked about the blizzard activision lawsuit my friend avin carroll uh you know we record a podcast together called the grief of politics uh we wanted to talk about the lawsuit with activision blizzard because it is uh it has involved a law it's you know policy we do macro stuff on states rights and things before or we have before and now we're doing this and it, it kind of goes over into both spheres you know um between politics and grief and i've always wanted to have evan on the show um then uh You know, I wanted to have him on. I wish it was like under a better circumstance. But uh, yeah, it was a good episode. But again, I got feedback saying, uh, you know, you didn't really go over the lawsuit. So that's totally true. So I dug in and did more research. And I have an update to the update that I did, I guess, last week of who is in and out. So basically, I was going to read the lawsuit page by page. But I discovered something on YouTube. I've seen an interview. Uh, I took tons of notes. There's a lawyer named Richard Hogue. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, he's from Michigan. He has his own YouTube channel called Hogue Law. Um, well, that's the, yeah, the channel. His videos are called Virtual Reality. And in the virtual real, uh, legality, he goes over things because he is a gamer and he's also a lawyer. Um, so he went over in like an hour and 20 minute video. The video is called um, uh, Virtual Legality is a channel. It's called the the first video I watched was called California versus Activision Blizzard, a legal look at the lawsuit. It's their episode five thirteen uh, VL episode five thirteen. It um, Hogue Law was the author of it. Uh, Richard is reading through the lawsuit. It came out on July twenty second, twenty twenty one. I just want to direct you there because I was going to read the claim of the lawsuit, which was twenty nine pages, 
but Richard does that on the YouTube channel and really gives a lawyer perspective, in my opinion, being very fair, not really picking a side, saying, well, this will be difficult for the state of California to um, prove. This will be difficult for Blizzard to prove. Um, there has been, basically the allegations are that Blizzard fostered a uh, environment, uh, um, yeah, an environment of sex discrimination, uh, pay assignment, and promotion. And what they did is systematically um, make people, you know, they, they looked at women getting the same job. Basically, it's an anti-harass, it, it's an anti-discrimination uh, lawsuit. There is other claims in there. He goes over about four main claims. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to uh, read over the lawsuit. So what it is, is that uh, basically what he is saying is that, you know, uh, well, it, what the state of California is saying is Blizzard fostered this, um, they fostered this whole environment of uh, whatever. So um, I'm just going to read the introduction of the lawsuit. And this was on the virtual legality thing. Uh, but I just want to say this. So um, this is what the state of California is basically saying. And it said, this is directly a quote from the lawsuit. It says, headquartered in California since the 1970s, where the nation's strongest anti-harassment, equal pay, and other equal employment opportunity protections exist for employees. Defendants should be a safe haven workplace in the video game industry. Sexism has plagued the male-dominated game industry for decades and increasingly in, so in recent years. Women and girls now make up almost half of gamers, but the gaming industry continues to cater to men, even in California. Activision Blizzard's double-digit percentage growth, 10-figure annual revenues, and recent diversity marketing campaigns have unfortunately changed little. Um, sorry. Uh, change little. Defendants' compliance with California's broad workplace protection is long overdue. To enforce such compliance, the DFEH, the Department of Fair and Equal Housing, brings this government enforcement action seeking to remedy, prevent, and deter defendants' violations of the state's civil rights and equal pay lawsuit to, the vin uh, to vindicate the rights of defendants, female employees, and the public interest of the state of California. Number That's the first point. The second point, Activision Blizzard Incorporated is headquartered in Santa Monica. It is one of the largest video game distributors, uh, developers and distributors with approximately 9,500 employees with over 100 female, uh, 100 million players worldwide. It is considered a leading gaming platform in the Western world. Um, the main complaint is, um, let's see here. I'm trying to skip ahead because I'm, I'm like scrolling down and trying to find... Uh, Uh, let's see here. Okay. Sorry. It's just, there's a lot. I'm scrolling through this lawsuit. I had this stuff marked down, but it's, it's all over the place. Okay. So it says right here, um, they go over the pay of like the executives and things like that in the lawsuit. And this again is on the whole law video. He's reading through this. Hopefully you he didn't hear the audio. I was trying to skip through it cause he's got the lawsuit up and I'm reading from his screen. Who's reading the lawsuit. It's very inception. Like anyway, this is a fourth point, like I read over the first two. The third point is basically just a chart of pay, and they're trying to prove that men are making more than women in similar roles. He takes issue with that, Hogue, uh, Richard Hogue does, because he said it's hard to prove that. You know, these aren't equal jobs. Anyway, uh, like the executive, this is a fourth point. Like the executive ranks, women across the company are assigned to lower paid and lower opportunity levels. 
Female employees receive lower starting pay and also earn less than male employees for substantially similar work. Defendants promote women more slowly and terminate them more quickly than their male counterparts. Faced with said, such adverse terms and conditions of employment, many women have been forced to leave the company. Defendants have also fostered a pervasive quote-unquote frat boy workplace culture that continues to thrive. In the office, women are subjugated to cube crawls in which quote-unquote cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they quote-unquote crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Male employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. Uh, there's another claim saying, you know, this is, um, you know, th- this is a breeding ground for harassment. Um, the next thing basically just says, uh, ba- this is a sixth claim, and I think this is the most of the claim. Unsurprisingly, defendants' quote-unquote frat boy culture is breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. Female employees are subject to constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances from their male coworkers and supervisors about being groped at the cube crawls. And the other company events, high-ranking executives and creators engage in blatant sexual harassment uh, without repercussion. In particular, tragic example, a female employee committed suicide during a business trip. They go on to talk about this. Numerous complaints about, this is the seventh point, numerous complaints about unlawful harassment, discrimination, and retaliation were made to the defendants. Uh, that's Blizzard. Human Resources Personnel Executive, including uh, Blizzard Entertainment's President Jalen Brack, who has now been let go of the company. That's a sidebar. I just want to bring that out. But defendants failed to take effective remedial measures in response to these complaints. Um and then it says the the plaintiff DFEH, an agency of the state of California, brings this enforcement action against defendants in its prosec- prosecutorial role, seeking relief in the public interest for the state and for defendants' female employees, which are called the group. Pursuant to the authority vested in the DFEH under the Federal Employment Housing Act, they um, they seek to remedy, prevent, and deter unlawful harassment, retaliation, and discrimination, specifically violating plead herein, including claims of sexual discrimination in terms and conditions of employment, including uh, compensation, assignment, promotion, construction of discharge, termination, uh, and so forth. So basically what they're saying is in the lawsuit that Blizzard is fostering this environment of just holding down every woman that comes to work for them. Uh, Richard does bring up... Um, that there's many anecdotes in this uh, page, which doesn't help legally. Uh, they bring up the suicide, which you just heard about. There's another woman that says she tried to take vacation, but uh, they had to write an essay what they were doing when they were taking vacation. They said these are anecdotes that don't look good, but, but the fact that California, although the burden's on California to prove these things, the fact that they've had so many people come forward and... and um, you know, give these anecdotes that they believe they can prove this stuff in court. Uh, there's another um, thing I think Abbott and I mentioned offhandly, which was the Cosby suite, which was or maybe not offhandly. Maybe we did go into it a little bit more. Uh, I've been reading so much about this. I'm sorry. I don't remember my own podcast. But basically what happened was there was a suite called the Cosby suite. It was a meeting place for people at BlizzCon. Uh, one of the years, a picture surfaced with many of the developers holding one guy holding a picture of Bill Cosby, which was a joke. This was way before the allegations came out about Bill Cosby. 
Um, but they'll also picture a beer. Uh, hey, we're going to, you know, with a Facebook group with people talking back and forth about, I'm going to get the women, I'm going to bring the, the women in, you know, let's party, all this kind of stuff. This doesn't look bad. And Richard Hogue actually pointed out, although there are anecdotes in this about, you know, this person experienced this, this person experienced that, the main anecdote here, um, you know, is that J. Allen Brack, um, you know, that I just read that J. Allen Brack uh, didn't take action against these people and allow this to happen. The only other person that is listed in the lawsuit is Alex Afrasiabi. I hope I'm saying that right. Well, he is in the picture of the Cosby suite kind of front and center. And so he was let go in 2020 very quietly. So this, again, Richard Hogue on uh, virtual reality, so this is not good because this basically reinforces what the lawsuit is saying, and this is evidence um, that something is there. And so Blizzard definitely doesn't want, like, the discovery phase of a trial when the state of California can start asking for documents. You know, they want to settle this as quickly as possible. The DFE, uh, the, the, fair, the, the department, the Fair Housing Department, has said... You know, when we went on trial by jury, he says he doesn't, uh, Richard from uh, Hogue Law says he doesn't think it'll get that far or it may not. But the fact is you don't want it to go to trial because these emotional things that are written about that are just anecdotes, there seems to be some credence to him with these photos surfacing of people parting. Another video came out, which I've watched, where a young woman at an old BlizzCon stood up and said, you know, I love your games. I love World of Warcraft. Why do these women in the games look like they came out of a Victoria's Secret catalog? You know, can you do something about that? Alex Afrasiabi is on the panel, and J. Allen Brack is on the panel, and they laugh at her. And they say, well, what, what catalog do you want her to come out of? And um, women cheer, men boo her. She kind of takes a step back. And these are things that are actual evidence to say, look at the look at the environment that these people are fostering. You know, not only do we have these pictures, uh, but we have this. So... On top of it, there is another development that I wanted to talk about. This thing just keeps going and going and going and going. There's just more and more, and it's so frustrating. So the next thing is that this was reported on by CNET, and I've seen it on Kotaku and other places. But this article that I'm reading from is from CNET. It was published by Daniel Van Boom, which is a great name, on August 11, 2021. In the evening, uh, Diablo 4 director is out. Uh, following the reports, so I'm just going to read the article. But I've read this. Before. I've read something like this before. Blizzard President J. Allen Brack resigned from the company in early August, and now three senior employees have also left the company: uh, Louis Bariga, director of the upcoming Diablo 4; Jesse McCree, the game's lead designer; and Jonathan the Craft, a designer of World of Warcraft, have all been let go by Activision Blizzard. And the latest in what's been a tumultuous three weeks for the gaming giant, Activision Blizzard has been rocked by an explosive lawsuit in which the state of California accuses it, it of workplace discrimination against its female workforce. The suit, filed by the DFEH, argues that the company has a frat boy workplace, and all this, you know, we read that. Uh, the, the allegations did not take long to make an impact. Many employees have spoken out in support of claims over 2,000 signed an open letter calling for the action by the company and a walkout protest was staged on July 28th. After initially rejected many of the DFEH allegations, Activision Blizzard has said it will launch a full probe of its games uh, and its games will be changed to reflect values and diversity. On August 3rd, a disgruntled investor sued Activision Blizzard arguing that the company misled investors. Um... They're talking about the profit, uh, how the employees reacted, how did they respond, what about the walkout. Um, 
So this is actually, yes, people have resigned. Jalen Brack resigned. Um, they have Jen O'Neill and Micah Barra stepped in to lead uh, Activision Blizzard, but it doesn't say their president, so they've led it. Um, and these other people have been like, oh, like I said in the beginning. Also, Jesse McCree is the name of a character in Blizzard's game Overwatch. Uh, the character was named after the designer, Jesse McCree, but now that this has surfaced that he was in the Cosby suite, and obviously this looks very bad, people are talking about maybe changing his name. Some of the casters that were doing Overwatch, like um, event casting, you know, for like a like a sports announcer basically at the eSports, stopped saying McCree's name, and it was their personal choice. They said, I don't want to say um, McCree's name because, you know... Um, I've, I've saw some videos, uh, they do really good lore videos for Overwatch and, um, you know, I can't tell anybody how to think, but I believe in one of those videos, he did say like, McCree's not my real name. He says some, you know, he's a, he's a wanted man. So he's got several aliases. So they could easily just retcon his name and go, that was never my name, you know? Um, but anyway, so more and more has happened. Uh, more of these people have stepped down. Investors are now suing Activision because they say that they've been misled. Maybe Activision didn't divulge. What it sounds like from reading those, I'm not going to read every article, but what it sounds like from reading the article is that, um, you know, Blizzard didn't tell uh, their investors that this was going on. And so if you discl- you know, if you withhold the fact that you have a... Uh, lawsuit going on, um, your investors are going to be pretty mad. And they also say that because of that, you've wasted resources that could be going into these games. So um, I just want to point out more of the Hogue Law stuff. I took tons of notes. Like, again, the first video I got was called uh, California versus the Activision Blizzard, a legal look at a lawsuit, uh, virtual legality, episode 513. Um, he goes basically page by page through the lawsuit. Um, it's an hour and 20 minute video. So if you really want a deep dive, he'd do a much better job because he is a lawyer. I am not. Um, but I think what's interesting is um, for the settlement uh, in the legal documents, it's, it's uh, a settlement is called a prayer for relief, which I thought was an interesting term. Um, they want um, money and basically these things to happen. Uh, the allegations were sexual discrimination, pay assignment, promotion. And again, he, he wrote in the thing that the, he thought the, allega- the the anecdote part of the paper is kind of misleading because you can't really use anecdotes to try a case. You need facts. Hopefully enough people will come forward and release statements, he said. But with, obviously with these pictures coming out of the Cosby suite and the screen grab of the um, people buying beer and saying, you know, they're going to get as many chicks as they can, that obviously doesn't look as bad. And that's the second video watch called um, The Devil in the Details. Same virtual reality, Hogue Law. It was published on July 29, 2021. He talks more about the Cosby Suite um, and that Blizzard definitely does not want a discovery part of the thing because, again, um, they will then, uh, through discovery, and if they you know, if, if they both end up a legal thing, uh, Blizzard has to give up a lot of stuff. And you, you know, with these things servicing just from former employees, what kind of archive does Blizzard have? You know, if you had an IT department, a legal IT department, you could pretty much comb through emails, you can comb through paperwork. You know, a lot of things leave a digital trail nowadays. So um, that would be um, bad for Blizzard. Also, a thing he pointed out, there was a, a law firm called Wil- Wilmer Hale that Blizzard said that they have um, 
Bobby Kodak, the CEO of Activision, said they have hired Wilmer Hale to look over their practices and see if they're, you know, we want to review everything, we want everything to be fair, we don't want to discriminate. The problem is, Wilmer Hale already works for Blizzard Activision. So telling uh, the community that someone that always that already works for you is working for you, uh, Hoag Law brought this up too. Richard brought this up. He said, it look, you know, it's, again, these companies do stuff like this all the time, but it looks bad when you take the same company that has been looking over your books for years to just look over everything again. It's not a neutral third party. You are you know, paying them. Um, of course, Activision Blizzard would have to pay the new company, but it is not a biased, nonpartisan whatever. And and people have also pointed out that Wilmer Hale has a um, track record of helping Amazon try to bust unions. Uh, so a lot of anti-union dissent. And so for them to bring in a, a law firm that has an anti-union slant to this, I mean, again, Avin and I talked about this uh, very little in the last video, but again, all this stuff was breaking and all this stuff was kind of coming out. This is an incredibly complex subject. It makes me not like Blizzard even more. Uh, I talked with Avin last week about, you know, there hasn't really been a Blizzard game that has spoke to me in a while, um, but there's tons of alternatives out there. Uh, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about, I talk about what to do as a gamer. I will say this. Every research you do, if you play a game and you want to really, you know, I'm not telling you to how to do this, but my thing is maybe I give money to a, a game union, a game unionization firm, or maybe a, um, you know, a person of color charity. There's a lot of people at Blizzard uh, giving out like a lot of charities. You can go to their page. Uh, it's like support Activision Blizzard Walkout. There's a lot of charities that they're, the employees themselves are recommended giving money to. So I'm going to do that. But also, if you just say, listen, I don't know who to give money to. I don't know if this is going to the right place. I still like games and I don't want to support Blizzard, which is totally your right. There's a lot of alternatives out there. Uh, Overwatch is a very polished game. It's a hero shooter. You have different ability, you know, you have different ultimates, blah, blah, blah. It's a good game. But years ago, I started playing a game called Paladins, which is by High Res Studios. Now that studio has actually broken each studio into like a different uh, subdivisions so they can focus on the one game. I believe it's Evil Mojo that runs Paladins, but it is a hero shooter sent in a fantasy realm instead of the super futuristic whatever of uh, Overwatch. And if you played Overwatch like I did just a little bit, Blizz uh, Paladins will feel somewhat familiar. The characters have hero abilities like teleporting, like, you know, there's a heavy... Um, but there is a battle pass. Every hero is free. You can earn in-game money to unlock each hero. There's been several weeks since I've logged into Paladins, and every hero is unlocked, so you can try them out. So you can be like, I really like this person. Hey, and it just so happens that I have enough in-game currency from just playing that I can unlock this character at a discount. Again, every character doesn't break the game. They're balanced very clearly, um, and it, it's just an alternative. So if you don't want to play Overwatch and you don't want to support Blizzard, uh, try Paladins. It's free to play. And one thing I'll shout out to Paladins when I when I was playing it, like any new game you start playing, it's been a while since I played it, but you get into it, I start reading about it. They do a really interesting thing with their game engine, which I was reading about. Uh, Digital Foundry, who's amazing and does these amazing tests on games. I recommend Digital Foundry. But what they did is did a test of the engine for Paladins, and what they found was it's cross-play between Switch and Xbox. And what it does is on the Switch, obviously you can't get the fidelity up like you can in Xbox, but their engine scales based on your connection. So your connection stays at 60 frames a second, so you're as twitchy as possible, but the resolution may go down. 
Now, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to play a grainy game. It's like, well, I don't either. And I've actually experienced that when I was playing on my Switch. But the thing that made it amazing was I didn't feel like the game was lagging out and I was ruining, I was not getting kills because of the lag. Uh, I was not getting kills because people uh, got me before I got them. And that's kind of the feeling you want out of a game, um, you know. Anyway, that's just an alternative if you don't want to get Blizzard money. And I'm saying I'm not saying you have to boycott Blizzard. I'm just saying if you want to try something new, it's free to play. You know, Overwatch, there's a box price. There is a battle pass to Paladins, but you don't have to get it. I did it once because I just really got into the game for like a month and I was spending so much time playing it. I thought it was worth $10. Um, what else? So if you don't like Diablo and you maybe... You're like, man, I really, I, I don't want to play Diablo, but I like that isometric, whatever. Try Torchlight 2. That's a great kind of colorful, isometric, dungeon crawling. It's basically got the bones of Diablo not done uh, by Diablo. Uh, it's by Runic Games, I believe. They got bought out. I'm not sure the company that bought them out, but try Torchlight 2. It'll give you that Diablo feel uh, so you don't have to play Diablo. If you don't want to play Diablo, you don't want to support Blizzard. Um, World of Warcraft, I mean... I can't list all the free MMOs. If you don't want to pay a monthly subscription for World of Warcraft, there is so many fantasy MMOs out there. There's Guild Wars 2. Um, there's the New World that is coming out, which there's a box price for that, but the, to my knowledge, there is not a monthly fee for that. There's, I mean, j you could throw a rock on the internet and hit a free MMO that may have that kind of style that you like where you're not supporting Blizzard Activision. I know a lot of people right now are playing... Final Fantasy XIV, that's the online component, Final Fantasy XIV. I played it before, but there is a monthly fee to Final Fantasy XIV, and I will stop saying Final Fantasy XIV. That's the last time. People online called it Ziv. I don't understand how people get the word Ziv because it seems like there's no Z in the title, but here we are. Um, I've gone in and out of playing uh, Ziv. Uh, I do enjoy it, but there is a monthly fee, so I basically plan time that that's what I do for those two months because I get a 60-day card and I dive in and play. So that means I just don't have a lot of the rewards that you get for being a veteran. Um, it plays with controller. You can play it on the PC with a controller. Uh, the director of the game uh, said he prefers playing with a controller even when he plays on PC. So you can play it on PC uh, and PlayStation, and everything is cross-play. So uh, since it's cooperative, um, you can play with a controller and your friend can play on PC with a mouse and keyboard and you guys can be playing and doing the same stuff. Obviously on the PC it's going to look better. Anyway, this isn't a Final Fantasy XIV commercial. Uh, there's just alternatives to playing World of Warcraft, you know. Um, and I think that's it, guys. So again, the story develops more and more. Next week I will talk about what you can do as a fan of games themselves to... You know, just kind of make a choice. Uh, you know, do you want to support Blizzard? Obviously, everybody has the right to defend themselves and have their day in court. I hope these allegations aren't true. But, you know, hopefully um, Blizzard, I mean, hopefully there's some changes. They've already made some changes, but I hope they make more. So I think that's going to do it this week, guys. Uh, just remind you, uh, this podcast will have my website, www.gamewithgrief.com. Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave me a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, write me an email there, you know, stuff like that. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes, on the podcast app, or Google Play Store. Go there, leave me the stars, the likes, subscribes, all that kind of stuff. Or you can find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. Go there, let me know what you think. And you know what, guys? I think that's it for this week. Everybody be safe, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.